Hello, 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 and welcome back to Let's Talk About the Facts. Still season three. Today is the first story we've got for you, and I am delighted to head back to some of our roots. Our ghosty roots. Been a moment since we've went into the haunted or naunted question, and I am pleased to announce we're going there. It's time. And so with me today is a most excellent friend. Matthew Robinson. We've wanted you on the show for a while now. I'm so excited to be here now. <laughs> I know, right? I have no idea what's about to happen. I'm very scared. And that's what most people who have not been on the show say. They're very scared because unlike the title of the episode, you have no idea what's about to happen. None idea. I mean, I've listened to an episode and two, but I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, because uh, even though I've planned out the episodes... Um, I don't tell them anything. So you guys and Matt are about to go down the descent of terror, if you will. And so also this episode, rather than give you context about historical events, I'm going to uh, give you the most amazing article from the website that we will be dissecting as we go. So we are going back to the beginning of this haunted hotel. Oh, yes, we're doing another. So this is the hauntings of the Arlington Hotel. Oh. Yes. So about the Arlington from the Arlington Hotel itself. The colorful history of the three eras of Arlington Hotels is not architectural beauty and uniqueness alone. Always the center of activities in Hot Springs, Arkansas. The Arlington has hosted hundreds of grand balls and social events since 1875. Politicians, dignitaries, actors, gangsters, and entertainment and sports legends bathed in our bathhouse, danced to our music, and enjoyed our splendor and charm. The Arlington has survived a devastating fire, economic downturns, changing social attitudes, and much, much more. Steeped in history, the Arlington is truly a legend. Hmm. So, time for the puff piece. (laughs) (laughs) That is paragraph one of this incredible puff piece written about the Arlington Hotel in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Shall we continue? Of course we shall. Because this is delightful. (laughs) The present Arlington opened December 31st. 1924, with a gala New Year's Eve dinner dance. Although the third Arlington architecturally differs from the first two, there is one holdover, the Twin Towers. Truly a choice of wording there. (laughs) I thought we retired the phrasing for something like, what about double towers? Right. Alas. Dual towers. Two towers. Right. It just feels like, hey, those two towers, they fell, but not ours. We <laughs> kept them up. Yeah, it's Arkansas. We're not gonna we're not gonna question them. Originally opened in eighteen seventy five, the Arlington Hotel is a hot springs treasure. <laughs> its original wooden structure was three stories high and boasted one hundred and twenty guest rooms, making it the largest in the state in that era. Gas lights which go great with wood. Mm, wood, yeah. gas, love it. wonder why they had so many fires. <laughs> Illuminated the spacious rooms, and there was a grand courtyard between the structure's two wings. 
Yeah, these grammar mistakes are kind of killing me here. Like, I'm sorry. And they wrote in a rush while the hotel was on fire for like the seventh <laughs> time that week. And did not bother <laughs> to, like, you know, fix it for the internet. It's fine. Colonial porches ran the length of the building to Hot Springs Mountain. I did not know there was a mountain in Hot Springs. Did I not pay attention when I went there? <laughs> I, I, I've been there more than once. <laughs> I guess I just did not notice. In the late 1880s, which I guess is the 1800s, some 100 rooms, a new dining room with electric lights, and another parlor were added. Okay, so we're going to take a moment in this puff piece for historical events. So if you all remember 1875, let's take a little stroll back in history. Brigham Young University would be established in Utah. So there's a little tidbit if anyone there was tracking the Mormon church growth in conjunction with the story. We got to know. America does not have many religions that we started. So, um, Mormon church. Shout out uh, to the Mormons. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but as a country, the United States was attempting to recover. And as we would find out, because we're in the future here, uh, rather unsuccessfully from the Civil War. Mm. And this is the ugly ass Deep South. This is not only Arkansas, but south of Little Rock. So pretty heavy Confederacy era place. Let's just keep that in mind for global effect. Like, you know, that's where we are. But we're going to move on to the uh, Franco-Prussian War had concluded also a couple Mm. years before. So the German, quote, empire would be emerging. Then, I did not know this until later, we would have a contested presidential election Back in the U.S. So the 1876 presidential election was the 23rd presidential election cycle. It was held on Tuesday, November 7th of 1876, which Republican nominee Rutherford B. Hayes faced Democrat Samuel J. Tilden. It was, I dare say allegedly at this point in history, Wikipedian sources may not uh, be updated at this time of the recording. (laughs) I don't know. One of the most contentious presidential elections in American history. Its resolution involved negotiations and compromises between the Republicans and the Democrats. It was the second of five presidential elections in which the winner did not win a plurality of the national popular vote. So I know we're all curious, right? (laughs) What were the others? Now, this is not to spark a political debate. It's just numbers. Just numbers. Just numbers. Just the facts. Just the facts. And we're going to not talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, this is not a, this is not that podcast, but it's too interesting not to note. We'll leave it up to your own brain to draw conclusions from this. So the very first one was in 1824, John Quincy Adams. The second, 1876, Rutherford B. Hayes, which is where we are in history at this very moment in this puff piece. Hmm. The third, 1888, Benjamin Harrison. The fourth, in 2000, with George W. Bush. And the fifth, in 2016, with Donald Trump. Weird, right? So, we're going to stop here before this rolls into politics because 1875 is where it is delineated as its official foundation date. We're referring to the Arlington Hotel, though it has been built onto and expanded throughout the passing of time. And caught fire. Remnants of them there wood frames still have to be there, inheriting the host and ghost 
of those intense times. Mm. So let's find out some more dazzling details before how it became the weird hotel I stayed in and back in like 2009-ish, maybe. It's a good ghost year. The original building was raised to make way for the new 300-room Spanish Renaissance structure in 1893. The new Arlington was referred to as the most elegant and complete hotel in America by the Charles Cutter 1892 guidebook, which is confusing because that structure happened in 1893, but in 1892 that book came out. Huh. Designed in three sections, but with five levels, the new Arlington featured a spacious veranda with arcades running the full length of the hotel. And yes, I'm pausing here again because the first cabinet arcade game was built in 1971. I know this for a fact because that was deeply misleading. When I (laughs) spacious veranda with arcades... What right. are you thinking? I'm thinking games. Then I thought of skee-ball. Does that count as an arcade yeah, game? Yeah, that's an arcade game. Okay, so then I looked up skee-ball, and that was patented in 1908. Hmm. That is still after this allegation, right? Yes. So I can't think of a single other game that would fit this description. So does arcade have another meaning? And it does. Guess what dictionary.com gave me? Oh, no. A covered passageway with arches along one or both sides. Deeply misleading. What? That word has another meaning entirely in the year of our misery 2022. We could have taken a moment here to not make me question this because I had zero recollection of outside entertainment of any kind when I visited the Arlington. <laughs> you were like, time to play some, like, I don't know, what's the game where you like t- beer tapped? What is no, that? I was on a ghost hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was having fun in my own way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> once the ghost was like playing Pac Man, was that, would that feel weird for them? Like oh something god. eating the ghost? That would be, oh my god, maybe they do have Pac Man at Arlington. We just didn't see it oh. because it was nom nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> Photographs and records in the 1894 and 96 Cutter's Guide show a rotunda, grand ornamental oak stairway circling a beautiful glass dome, the lobby, a pink parlor. I gotta know why. Why was it pink? I don't know. Well, you know, pink used to photograph really well in black and white. Oh, that's so true. So maybe that was part of the reasoning? Oh, I love it. And grand ballroom. The building was destroyed by fire. April 5th of 1923. (laughs) With those oil lamps. (laughs) And also, the pink parlor probably had something to do with it. Do you just feel like somebody was enraged walking in there? Oh, yeah. Don't they use pink as, like, a torture-like color in, like, prisons? And, like, people said you had to tone down the pink because it was, like, driving people crazy. Oh, man, I don't know about that, but maybe I should have. Along with their fake-ass arcade of the future, I assume. It was a ghost. (laughs) Or it was a time traveler who felt wronged by the cutter's guy. (laughs) And they were like, what arcade? (laughs) No. <laughs> you lied to me. It's just an arch. <laughs> There's a bunch of arches that lie. Arc aid. Boo. But you know, if time travel actually exists, we'd either already know about it or we would never know. And mm. I'm at peace with that. It depends who's controlling the time travel. We would never know. But if there is a time travel person who's messing with the timeline, they're doing a very bad job for Or they're us. doing a great job for us. True. Depending on who's supposed to. <laughs> like, they're True. really trying to mess it up. True. Have you heard that theory that 
when they hit the Hadron Collider, which I always want to call the Hard-On Collider, even though it's not. (laughs) Great. That's a free porn parody name. But the Hadron Collider, (laughs) some people think that when we fired it, it put us in a new timeline. I don't believe it, but it's a very interesting thought. I have a lot of like conspiracy theories that I don't believe. I genuinely don't believe it, but I want to. But I can't. But right. I want to. Right. I totally understand. Sorry. Continue. Continue to their conspiracy <laughs> of how, how they got well, guests mean, with this arcade. Technically, we are in a conspiracy theory, but not. Not yet. Yeah, because we're now in the third iteration of the Arlington. Which, this Arlington and its counter... Oh, wait, we're back in the puff piece. Allow Mm. me to assume the voice. Mm. This Arlington, as its counterparts, was designed with bathers and vacationers in mind and had 560 rooms. That is an upgrade. Yeah. That's a big upgrade. It's a lot for Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yeah, but you're you're not prepared for what Hot Springs is known for. Oh. Oh, there's a big twist-o turn here. The crystal ballroom, the Venetian room. Every hotel has a fucking Venetian room. (laughs) And like James Bond or some double O has been there to shoot someone. Can I be honest? (laughs) Pick another room. Pick another name. It's very elegant. You know what? Name it the Milan room. We're not ready. Have a lot of cookies in there. The Tuscany room. (laughs) Shoot a movie in there with Diane Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Audrey Wells. (laughs) In the lobby that were part of the 1924 structure. Adjacent to the lobby are the writing room, which is now a Starbucks. Ah, that's sad. (laughs) Which truly ruins the decor. There was a card room now called the Magnolia room. Also feels like James Bond has been in there to shoot someone too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hate Maybe it. in the Magnolia room, Mr. Bond. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. That's that's where Casino Royale really took place, let's be honest. <laughs> we don't need to go to what what was it, Monaco? No. Monaco, yeah. I would pay big money to see James Bond do a movie in Arkansas. Oh, I mean, I guess he did so. one in Kentucky with Fort Knox. So it's kind of, that's about yeah, but you know. hold, hold your horses because oh, okay. you're not ready. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who potentially haunts this, ha- this my, hotel? My, my brain is jumping ahead. I have never heard this story. I really don't know what's going to happen. I've only been to Arkansas like twice in my life. So the music room for the Arlington Orchestra's performance opened onto the Venetian room mm. and lobby. The Arlington included an in-house bathhouse with open, bright, separate accommodations for men and women. Because women don't know how to enjoy anything except that men enjoy. (laughs) And, like, I want to understand how this is an open, bright, like, bathhouse. Like, are we going full Roman and not caring about... Like, American decency. Well, you've been, like, wee spots. Like, all of a sudden, like, it's a completely different cultural oh, thing. Oh, no. You know? But this is the South. That's true. That's what I'm saying. That's like, true. are we throwing decency out the window? You gotta have a place lit loose, you know? Oh, I agree with you, but this does not seem like the place. I'm just talking about the reality of this is the Bible Belt. Right. Just, I mean, you know, I had to ask. I had to ask. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> It seems like they're saying one thing, but I know in my brain it's another that they were wearing bathing suits or something. I'm sure they were. Or like at least like trunks or towels around. You <laughs> it's know. a sauna. It's a Russian sauna. The Russian sauna. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing chess. <laughs> I'm scared to go to Russian saunas after Eastern Promises to be more decent. Oh god. Now I'm just like I don't want I don't want that to be the place I die. 
No. Well, James Bond might come in and shoot you up. It's next to the Venetian room. Horrible place. Horrible place. (laughs) But there are also 50 rooms that have thermal mineral water. Ooh, that sounds nice. All of these facilities, except for the music room, are still in use. Because Mm. ever since Don McLean sang The Day That Music Died, the Arlington Hotel has kindly respected it and just closed it down for ghostly purposes. Hmm. I don't know that. That's pure conjecture. (laughs) But I feel like should it fits. Your, should your statements not be taken as legal? <laughs> legal I feel proclamations. Like, I feel like they should. They can steal my sentence and should put it in the brochure. They, they should. Honestly, I feel like your your pitch of this hotel is me want to go more than whatever brochure they have. By the way, they say that this place is not haunted. Just so you know. That's what they say. Yeah, I disagree. Which is so suspicious. Because of a hotel, I checked into a hotel and they told me it's not haunted, by the way. I'd be like, haunted. it's haunted. I don't <laughs> get it, too, because if you tell me a place is haunted, I'm more likely to want to stay there. Right. And also, if you tell me it's haunted, my first thing is going to be like, it's not haunted. They just say that to people. Mm, okay, so for 30 years, Windows ventilated guest rooms until 1955 mm. when air conditioning and heating systems were installed. And that's a smelled. And also, <laughs> that area of Arkansas is like the armpit of the U.S. It is humid. It is hot. They must have had real good fans. So everyone's in the sauna all day. They're just trying to wash off the sweat. I know, right? <laughs> or you just accept it as part of the, the life. It just smells <laughs> like salt water all the time. So there are three guest elevators in operation since 1969, and they mm-hmm. replaced the original hand-operated elevators installed in 1924. Wow. So no more elevator operators taking jobs <sighs> hate him so around from the main elevator and the original bathhouse elevator lined with beveled glass and shining brass put that down as my memoir title shining brass beveled glass and shining brass Be- beveled glass and shining brass <laughs> noted <laughs> <laughs> just sounds great it is still ma- manually operated though so there is one there's one operator. person that's actually not bad. Most people don't have an elevator. Most, like, Vegas, you go there, there's no elevator operator. I need someone to tell me where to go. Right. I'm lost. I'm drunk and I'm lost. Well, it's like over 500 rooms. So, you you know, it is reasonable to have someone. But, you know, in Vegas, they want you to get lost. Yeah. They you, want you to never make it back to your room. Become right. an unsolved mystery so they can sell it to Lifetime. You ever been, like, the Bellagio? Like, you can't get out of that place. Caesar's Palace? You're like, where's the exit? You'll never find it. I really, I feel like there needs to be an unsolved mystery Caesar's Palace. There has to be one. We need to, no, we need to make the a series. I would do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Except we would solve several of the mysteries of they found their way out. Right. They were just like, oh, they went out. Then they went to the Luxor. It was fine. <laughs> they went to the Flamingo. It's all good. They never stayed here in the first place. Never stayed there. They were actually staying at the Hooters Hotel, but they just decided to come by. <laughs> Okay, so the rest of this entire puff piece is exceptionally boring. I can't believe we made it through the first half. But I'm going to rehash the haunting bits because what we all either don't know or need to know or already know and love to tell is that Hot Springs was a haven for gangsters. (gasps) They have the Gangster Museum. Ooh. And these are like the real gangsters, like Prohibition gangsters. Like, hey, what are you doing? Here's a five spot, kid. Yep. We've all talked about... Wait. Well, I guess whoever's listening can go back. Al Capone on the show before with Rachel Hip Flores when we talked about Eastern State Penitentiary where he was incarcerated. That place, not good, people. Not good. Mm. Go back and listen if you'd like to know more. Al Capone would rent the entire fourth floor for his crew of bodyguards and gangsters. 
The Arlington's room, 443, looked out on the Southern Club, which was a gambling joint opened in 1893 that tragically no longer exists and was replaced with a sandals resort. <laughs> Just kidding. That's like the Starbucks of resorts, right? <laughs> right, like a sandals resort. Okay. I, I got worried you were about to say Starbucks, and then I was like, no. <laughs> no, it's Josephine Tussauds Wax Museum. Josephine Tussauds. Isn't that equally haunting, though? Yes. Now it's like, now you're combining, like... Uh, I'm scared of wax museums. Let me tell you why. Hmm. The very strong Uncanny Valley situation. Yes. Like, I would take out a wax doll just on principle. Do not take me to a wax museum. I'm out. <laughs> I went to this really cool wax museum in Niagara Falls when I was a kid. And when it got to the horror section, they had this little door that said the chicken's way out. But when you opened it, it just had the Terminator standing there, like blocking the exit. You couldn't get out. It was just like a complete, like, just super to, funny. Right. Just to give you a nice middle finger for trying to take the cow's way out of the room. And like, it was, it was really cool. Cause like the first thing you saw was like Quasimodo and he's like all, you know. Like Disney's Quasimodo? The, no, the more hardcore original Quasimodo. Okay. So it was like blood and like Azurelda's like rotting corpse in the ground and everything. Jeez. It was really good. They had like Freddy Krueger. And you were a child. Yeah. I was, I was like nine, 10, about 10 years old. So let's get back to this clearly haunted wax museum across from the clearly haunted hotel. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, I put House of Wax. Uh, I said it has nothing to do with the film House of Wax and everything to do with Uncanny Valley and how I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I went to one wax museum in my life. I was so stressed out. I got hives and I threw up. <laughs> they're not They're not pleasant. No. They're not pleasant places to be. I don't want to do it. But Capone stayed having... Once well, <laughs> Capone was like killing people and then... Stuffing them into that wax museum eventually. You know what I mean? That would be an interesting base for a wax doll. Would. would. Uh, So. (laughs) No, it's okay. I lost my place. (laughs) So Capone, having stayed so often in room 443, apparently his crew, or possibly himself, though ghosts must move because Capone is all over this deity forsaken country. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe he's got timeshares, and that's why no one can pin him down. Do you like all ghosts have timeshares? I'd like to explore that topic further. Yeah, you know, I would if if you do get to like haunt the world for a little while, I think it'd be cool to be able to go to different places. You could finally travel the world. I know, right? It's gonna like, be like portals and stuff. Imagine David Bowie's a ghost, right? He's like. <laughs> I'm going to go everywhere. Greenland? Time to go. Oh my gosh. That'd be the best time to go to Greenland. Right. You could just do whatever. You don't have to worry about falling in the crevasse and dying. You're already dead. It's great. Yeah. Let's see. But both guests and employees have said that the elevator has been known to mysteriously open, travel to the fourth floor, and stop like it's been called and is dropping someone off. Oh, that's that elevator operator having some fun. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's not one that's elevator operated. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Plot thickens. The plot does chicken. <laughs> but the Capone suite isn't just interesting because he stayed in it. The room was also retrofitted with a closet that led to a secret passage, said to have been commissioned by Capone to aid his escape in the event of an emergency, <laughs> such as a shootout, or maybe if some gumball had it in their mind, to attempt 
in an arrest. <laughs> However, it has since been boarded up to prevent access by guests of the room. If it were Los Angeles, it would be turned into another, like, room because real estate. Right, right. right. <laughs> Want to stay in the Capone's, Capone Suite getaway Airbnb, suite? Airbnb. One night, 1400 <laughs> <laughs> But let's make this a little bit more morbid. You can rent the Capone Suite. Like, as a poor person, I did not rent the Capone Suite, as I do not invite tragedy in my life. Yes. With the luck I have, I'd run into Mr. Capone. He'd probably got some grudge against someone in my ancestral line, and I'd get thrown out the window. I'd probably get <laughs> some trajectory, and I'd finally get to end up as an unsolved mystery. <laughs> and it, then it's not even, like, the version of the show I really wanted to be on, so alas, my lifelong dream would not be realized. Plus, it's like you don't want to go after goat. Go, you don't want to go from because of ghost Capone. No, I want to ghost. That is mm, not the reality I want to live. It's like, come on, bro, stop living in the past. You're dead. Why are you gonna? Why are you gonna kill more people? You're not gonna eat a five foot two mini monster. I've got more monstering to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we're not done with the ghosties with the mosties. Mm. Not even a little bit. Because guess who else is associated with the place? The last public enemy never won. Dillinger? No. He's not the final. He's the final. Oh. His name is Alvin Karpus, a Depression-era gangster named Creepy for his sinister smile and also called Ray by his gang members. Hmm. And he was a Canadian-born, naturalized American, criminal of Lithuanian descent, known for being a leader of the Barker-Karpus gang in the 1930s. So he led the gang along with Fred Barker, and Arthur Doc Barker, hmm. there were only four public enemies ever given the title of public enemy number one by the FBI, and he was the only one to be taken alive. The other three, John Dillinger, Pretty Boy Floyd, hmm. and Babyface Nelson, were all killed before being captured. He also spent the longest time as a federal prisoner in Alcatraz, a federal penitentiary, serving 26 years. Ooh. So how was he associated with the Arlington, you ask? Allow me to elaborate. By giving you the information from the Gangster Museum of America, located in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Hot Springs is hot then. I know, right? And they wouldn't lie to us, right? No. So, here's what they say. He came to America at an early age to seek his fortune, and before long, he was taking everyone else's. By virtue of kidnapping for ransoms, bank robbing, and occasional train robbery. <laughs> his common-law wife, Grace Goldstein. Common-law wife. I know, right? You know, I only ever think of common law wife in regards to legally blonde. Mm. And that's how she got the dog back. Right. Yeah. Thanks, legally blonde, for teaching me things. It would just suck that you married this, like, dangerous criminal and the history reminds you. It was like, put that little, like, moniker in front of it. Common oh, law wife. She had a brown thing going. Oh, okay. So Grace Goldstein managed a house of sex work above mm. the hattery, now part of the Harlington Hotel. <laughs> calling it the Hattery Hotel, and Corpus found sanctuary there, as did most everyone else of his ilk. <laughs> Doing most that, was, that sentence was written by Yoda, and then <laughs> the pop piece for this. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. As did most everyone of his ilk. 
doing most of his strategizing in the spa city unarrested due to the fact Hot Springs Police Department hierarchy shared with Carpus a common, quote, interest in Grace and... Mm. Oh, wait. Hot Springs Police Department shared... (laughs) I can't do this. Hold on. Hot Springs Police Department hierarchy shared with Carpus a common interest in Grace and her girls. There was a lot more than hats being sold in the hattery. (laughs) Thanks. I hate it, Gangster Museum. I feel like that's just proof that stores like hattery stores are always like criminal fronts. Like, there's like a hat, there's like a special hat store here in like LA right off the 405. Mm hmm. And I'm always like, how are you still in business? I just, I don't believe that it's, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to narc on people, so I won't say anything, but I just. Oh, how are we narking when you can see them from the freeway? That's true. That's true. It's just like, how people are getting custom hats like that in LA? In LA, like, I, I got questions, unless they have a booming online business. They might. Maybe they do, right? Like for movie sets and everything. Mm. I could see that. I could see that. Why are we, yeah, why are we knocking on someone in LA when there's clearly a market? You know what? You're right. But in Hot Springs... Hot Springs? A hattery? For what? The sauna? Hats? (laughs) (laughs) Go in just completely naked, but you still have a top hat on? Oh my god, that's the dream. (laughs) Sit down. That's the dream. I need a Sunday hat. I need, like, I'm going to church in Atlanta hat and nothing else. Nothing else. Came in my Sunday's best. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. <laughs> hey. It'd be the best day ever. <laughs> so I did read this additional fact that I found rather interesting because as we know, J. Edgar Hoover prohibited the word mafia to be used by agents, but he was also extremely reluctant to investigate. So there are criminal justice investigators and historians who have looked at it and came up with reasons why. So there's what I found on National Crime Syndicate com, which was linked to from the Gangster Museum, mm. an extremely interesting website <laughs> named with such a very interesting name for secretive operations. <laughs> Here's what they had to say. Hoover's reluctance to seriously challenge the mafia stemmed from three main factors, according to the former FBI agents and criminal justice researchers. First was his distaste for long, frustrating investigations that more often than not would end with limited success. Mm. Second was his concern that mobsters had the money to corrupt agents and undermine the Bureau's impeccable reputation. Okay. The third, Hoover was aware that the mob's growing financial and political strength could buy off susceptible congressmen and senators who might trim his budget. Mm. No one liked Hoover... And all of this tracks from what we know about him, right? Yes. He was also openly gay in secret. So, like, if you knew, you knew. But if, if you, you didn't, didn't you, you didn't. You didn't. So it feels like you weren't openly gay. No, definitely not. It just brings so many questions about Hoover. And it seemed that they all knew about it, which was delightfully interesting dance that was done. <laughs> so, this one's so tired I, I feel bad for him in a, in a sense if it wasn't for all the interesting that it, you feel bad well I feel bad that like maybe if he could have lived his truth maybe he wouldn't have become such a power maybe. hungry person I, I don't know about that 
Yeah. I think you can be a power-hungry lunatic regardless of your sexual preferences. True. I, you know, that's a good, I mean, he clearly was, even though, but I just wonder if, like, his, he, like, felt frustrated, like he had to prove something, you know? But, you know, probably more than likely he still would have been a complete a-hole. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I, yeah. I think a-holes are a-holes. I, I agree. Uh, perhaps some more people than Capone could be on that fourth floor, though, and have very interesting stories to tell. I wish that there were more accessible records. Sometimes it's not the well-known names that are most interesting, mm. but some of the people who flew under the radar and in the right place at the right time to collect information by being there. I'm certain those bodyguards knew so much about so much. Or the elevator operators mm. had to be an understanding there. But that's, again, not even the only situation. We're going to keep going. 1892, the original building was raised and replaced by a larger brick building. However, the new building was destroyed by fire in 1923. They burned brick? Somehow. Interesting. <laughs> so it was replaced with the Arlington Resort Hotel that remains standing to this day. The history of the hotel causes one to wonder whether it is the spirits of some who possibly died in the fire to haunt the hotel. So we talk about this in the Cecil Hotel. Public face says not many people die here. But what about those people? <laughs> it reminds me of when we covered the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. It's a big, what the actual shit is going on here? So there is a lot of global turmoil. We're just out of World War One. Soviet Union is in its infancy. I believe Lenin loses power in 1923 due to a stroke. And so Stalin takes over. I might be, like, wrong on my ear here, but I think I'm close to it. And Germany is in deep with exorbitant inflation. Mm. Oh, it's like, we know what that's like. Oh, yeah. No, we do not. Not comparatively. <laughs> and a certain person is already rallying to take over. It's not great over there, but it's the 20s and things are going great. It's the Great Gatsby era and what people think of when they think of the 1920s, not the 2020s. And it's the, if it was the current 20s, lots of scream, lots of staring into the abyss. Who knew 10 years ago that you needed to have like a metaverse strategy to apply for jobs? That used to be a joke in college when you were too high to actually study for some gen ed final. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the Arlington fire led to yet another rebuild and people did lose their lives disrespectfully so i might mention it's not recorded it's not put somewhere in a memoriam i find it that it's so disrespectful to memory and so i hope that they do haunt those hallways and have fun messing with a building that came at their actual expense right so let's document these experiences who's ready okay i'm ready the seventh floor is said to have some strange goings on mm. Flickering in lights. a particular unnamed room unnamed so they don't say what room, but it's the same room over and over. Ooh. Love it. I would not stay on the seventh floor. Yeah, but we don't know which one. Yeah, but that's why I wouldn't do it. So people often have the feeling of being tapped on the shoulder or brushed up against when no one is near. Ooh. Oh, it's crowded, apparently. Employees have said that their hair has been pulled slightly when no one is around. <sighs> the ghost of the bellman is said to walk the fourth floor. This is what I mean. The bellman knows something or everything. People who are meant to be seen and not heard, heard everything. Oh, yes. Yes, that's a great They know all the shit. 
The allegation is that his name was, or possibly is, Henry Tweedle. Mm. And that he was, or I guess is, a former bellboy at the Arlington Hotel and laid claim to the fourth floor of the building. I have decided to think that he got orders to keep the floor secure from maybe Capone or one of his contemporaries. And he took that so seriously, so deeply, that he took his mission onto the afterlife. Oh my gosh. I love the concept. And now Capone is still popping in there every once in a while. Yeah, timeshares. Getting on there. Yeah, getting on the elevator. Going down. Bellhop's like, I got you, bro. How's it How's it going? Right. And that's, when, that's why people see the elevator drop. It's him. Oh, yeah. The ghost of a girl, a young girl in a pink dress, is also said to haunt the lobby, often scaring guests by appearing out of the walls. So this is an actual nightmare of mine. Any child in pink clothing especially pink dresses, will just rip me right out of my skin. And this is thanks to the Disney movie, Tower of Terror. You can find it on YouTube. That's the only place. I am very upset that it's not on Disney Plus right now because it is my favorite Disney movie based on a ride. You know, it's funny because they've talked about remaking it. And supposedly, supposedly. Is Steve Gutenberg available? Because he's what made the movie. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Taika Waititi is slated to direct as is Scarlett Johansson slated to star. So. I want the original cast. The original cast would be dope. I want, honestly, just the movie back on Disney Plus because it was perfect as it was. It feels like Disney wants to, like, disown the movie. Like, they don't want people to, like, know it exists, which is weird. probably Steve Gutenberg's fault. (laughs) That was an allegation. I don't know. I don't know anything about him or his life. Steve Gutenberg's going to call in, like, hey, whatever Um, you said. I heard that you liked me and then hated me within the span of 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my fear of children came from that movie. (laughs) Very fair. Very, very fair. It has, like, a very happy end. It's absolutely... Does it have a happy end? I don't know. Could you class... Watch the movie, tweet me, and find out. (laughs) Um, Many spirits in, quote, old-fashioned clothing, which would be current fashion clothing at the time of their departure, have also been seen walking around the hallways before disappearing into thin air. Or Mm. spa air, if you will. Like, define old-fashioned. Because, I mean, we constantly throw back, but are we talking, like... 1923 fire or are we seeing some groovy legend tearing it up down the hallway refusing to let disco fever die (laughs) like just so many questions because there's a point where i'm like old timey isn't a set time isn't it a distance i have questions and why is it that every time they're like oh someone in old-fashioned clothing they're talking victoria era the 70s. I want to see someone in 70s. Right. Clo- Where are my 70s ghosts? Right. There's no 70s ghosts like hanging out in like, the Viper Room or something. Oh, God. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would change my life. <laughs> so on the 11th floor, a man's laughter is heard near the elevators, yet no one is around. This boggles my mind because that floor did not exist originally, and I have so many questions. Who else was murdered here? It was a clear murder. Also, men should never laugh. Men should never laugh. <laughs> and then you laugh. As I laugh? <laughs> men should never laugh. Look, I know men don't deserve rights, but laughing, is, it seems like I that's I wanted a... to see if I could make you laugh. <laughs> just, but, I, you know, I got to say, out of everything you described so far, me hearing someone laughing who was not a there... disembodied was, laugh is terrifying. It is terrifying. First is the child, second is the disembodied male laughter. 
Yeah. We meant laughter, and well, it depends. If it was a laugh, I would not be threatened. If it was a cackle, I would be threatened. I have a scary laugh. I know it. <laughs> if you heard my laugh disembodied, you'd be like, where's the window got to get out? <laughs> <laughs> it's the 11th floor. I don't care. So some say room 824 houses an evil spirit. Hmm. But the stories are not corroborated. A guest did report an experience there. But the spirit's nature did not appear malevolent. Mm. Or maybe they were a kind guest. I want to say, but let's be real, it's a mixed bag. What I want to know is, maybe some asshole stayed there and it's all in who stays there. Mm. If you're an asshole, it's rude. If you're a nice person, it's nice. If you're neutral, it's neutral. But then maybe it's more of a, this is our home and we protect it. Right. I don't know. It's also said that room 666 was changed to 667 because of the negative connotation and many reports of hearing strange things in the room. I find that to be a self-fulfilling situation. Right. I feel like you would just naturally feel uncomfortable in a 666 room and you would attribute even hearing your neighbor in the next room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And also, that was your choice to make 666. Right. Like. Right. It's like how there's no 13th floor in hotels. They just skip to 14. Yeah, it was an architect thing where they went 12 to 14 just to be... Because it was a superstition. Right. So the boarded up rooms are said to have doors slam shut in ongoing whispers and conversations from time to time. Those are supposed to be built into the mountainside with no running water or electricity. But why are they boarded up? Does no one know? What was the original intended purpose? Someone explained to me... Can you just invite bad energy to build up in there and kablam? Because we mm. know, like, with the Capone getaway suite, <laughs> no one will take me up on this genius. But what did they hide in there? Right. And also, you board something up, someone's eventually going to open it up. Right. They're going to get in there. Someone is. They're they going to do it. I'm that kind of person. If I see something boarded up, I want to know. If you've seen the first Conjuring, you see something boarded up, you're going to get your butt in there. <laughs> It happens. (laughs) It invites the bad things. Duh. You know it's not an empty passage. No way. It probably has like the dustiest and most beautiful rug. (laughs) Capone wanted like a very classy getaway. Oh yeah. Apparently his uh, suite in Eastern State Penitentiary has a um, rug and this like beautiful desk and whatever. It's a weird episode. I'm going to be listening to that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) The piano at the lobby bar was also said to play by itself after midnight. It has since been removed to avoid causing any unnecessary hysteria. I feel like that would be necessary hysteria. Like, why are you there if not to get spooked a bit? Right. And also, like... Out of all the different types of ghosts, one just playing the piano. Billy Joel. Right. Here's the other thing. Why not go with the electronic piano and just lean into it? Have it play something like My Heart Will Go On and Own the Boo. Right. How hilarious would that be? Get yourself your own piano man. Right. One who you don't have to pay. Though I would feel bad. I'd, I'd leave like a tip in like the jar even though there was like no one there. I'd leave a tip just so they knew that, like, I appreciated it. Right? You know. I know you don't need money. Hopefully capitalism isn't in the afterlife. 
<laughs> I but... hope so too. But like, think about you know that piano at the Glendale Galleria. No, no, sorry, the Glendale Americana. Oh uh, yes. Don't let their Twitter account come for me. <laughs> the how it just plays itself every yes. so often. Yes, yes. Like one of those. Right. And have it do snarky songs. It's perfect. And then all the it's like. All the, occasionally you hear a woman scream like it's playing <laughs> it's playing and it's all, playing and all it is is just some celine dion song that'd be so nice it'd be so funny i you know because i hope the old-timey ghost like updates their repertoire of songs you got or, all eternity to like learn could you imagine song. if it was like some piano version of earth wind and fire oh my gosh that would be perfect september and it's like a beautiful piano version of september that would be amazing amazing look arlington we are giving you so many ideas like we're trying to help your hotel become even bigger so the one thing i do remember about staying there is they had slatted doors Hmm. it was really weird and so you could see people passing by and talking so this is why i'm not sure if i actually did stay there or somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) If the if Darlington doesn't have slatted doors, then that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different hotel. We won't tell anyone. It was the Hattery Hotel. <laughs> that'd be that'd be funny if it was the Hattery part of the hotel. <laughs> so, however, management of Arlington Hotel has and will continue to deny any paranormal activities in the hotel. The sad part is this feels like it could have been a nice marketing tactic, but you know it's Arkansas. Mm. That's the jam. We'll offer the Capone suite and all, but how dare you suggest a ghost? <laughs> I feel like, I, I like when I went, I felt weird. But you know, that's me. I'm looking for the ghosts and everything. Right, you're feeling it. You're inviting the presence. I have not found Jesus in the toast yet. Mm. I have not. So if I remember correctly, and I've slept a lot since then, <laughs> I did feel tense. But that feels self-fulfilling. I I did go search out things, but I wanted to see. I wanted to know. And uh, I also was not as successful because I was kind of a chicken back then. Not like with the movies or anything, but if something would happen to me in real life, instant chicken. Something happens on a screen, dead inside. (laughs) So that's it. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. That's the Arlington Hotel. So like... Is this an affordable hotel to go to, or is it very expensive? Well, it's in Arkansas. But, I mean, but, you know, you go to places and, like, hotels will randomly cost, like, an arm and a leg, even in the most, like, remote of places. I feel like because it's in a resort town, like, there are bathhouses everywhere and hot springs. Right. I feel like it's going to be pretty pricey. Yeah, I, I imagine, it sounds like even for, like, a really inexpensive, you're probably still paying about 300 a night. I would say maybe, but also... Don't trust me. Trust Travelocity. Expedia. Dot com. None of them are paying me, so don't trust any of them. And go to Arlington's website and book there. It's like, I know there are people who travel the country going to haunted hotels. Yeah, I I would check out Hot Springs. There's a lot of cool things there. Like the Gangster Museum, but also this really good barbecue place called McClard's. I really like it. Yeah, no, it's a pretty bomb barbecue So what's what's Arkansas barbecue like? Is it more like Texas or is it more along the lines of like Louisiana? It's a lot of sauce. A little sauce. 
It's sauce. Okay. It's not like dry rub. It's not dry rub or vinegar. It's it's more like a it's sauce. sauce. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I wonder because I've I've only been to Arkansas twice. Well, that was the Arlington Hotel, and we gave you the spooky, but we also gave you the history and the gangster museum. If you ever find yourself traversing the country and somewhere down in the south, take a stop by. Stay at the Arlington. I sound it. I'm now like, it's now on my list. I'm curious. I kind of want to stay there. Yeah, I had fun. If I did actually stay there. If not, I'll try. Uh, <laughs> I really think I did. I am planning a trip to go visit my family soon, which is actually going to be quite fun. And I'm going to actually ask my brother if I did go do that or not, or if I actually stayed at a different hotel that's also famous, and if I will be going in their episode regarding that hotel. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time when we talk about something else. Goodbye. Bye. Fun fact, longest traffic jam I've ever been in my life was in Arkansas. Not even here? No. It was a, some sort of horrible accident with like a... It was on the 430-638. We were headed into Texas. So... Oh, so down in Texarkana? Yeah, like right near Texarkana. Yeah, the one thing Arkansas cannot do is figure out how to put cars in places. Well, it's like a two, it was a two lane highway. Oh yeah, for so, yeah I forty. Yeah, there was a big accident, an eighteen wheeler on the I forty. Did it T bone itself? Because I've seen that. I think it did. Oh, but we God. were we were stuck in traffic for to get two miles. It took us five hours. 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 It took us five hours.